2: Inside sources, inside sources, inside sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM, and 1160 AM. Well, we may have an unwelcome Christmas surprise. Might be waiting for the American people a potential rail strike has once again reared its ugly head just before the holiday season. A strike of our rail workers uh, would obviously be disastrous for the co- economy. Uh, and both union leaders in the government are turning up the pressure to reach a deal to try to avert a strike. You may remember President Biden uh, thought he had the deal uh, and it seemed like things were holding for a while. Uh, but now I, we're not so fast, my friends, I think is where we are. So what is happening now? What are the possible outcomes? What does it mean? Really pleased to have uh, joined us on the program. Uh, Alex Dougherty, who's a reporter for Politico, had a great piece uh, talking about uh, the rail union split on the contract vote. Uh, Alex, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Uh, so give us the uh, lay of the land. Where are we now? We, we sort of thought we had it taken care of. Now it's not so much. Uh, where are we exactly?
1: Yeah, so what we learned today is that the two largest unions that are part of this freight rail coalition, that's a total of 12 unions um, all around the country, uh, one of those two large unions today voted the contract down. They both reported their results. And so what happened was when this deal was announced in September by the president and the union leaders and the freight rail companies, the unions had to go back to their rank-and-file employees and say, hey, do you want to support this or not? And in this case, the largest union involved chose not to support this agreement. Um, What that means is that a strike could begin as soon as early next month, uh, shortly after Thanksgiving, um, unless a negotiation uh, continues to take place and and we get some kind of new deal or if Congress potentially gets involved to force both sides um, to accept a deal.
2: All right. So first, let's let's break down kind of the ramifications if they get no deal. And then I want to look at both just kind of the typical negotiations, the congressional side of it uh, as we go along. But let's start with uh, what would this look like uh, if we get into that early December uh, and we do end up with a rail strike?
1: Yeah, essentially, it means our entire freight rail network around the country is going to shut down um, because even if some of the unions have agreed to this deal, obviously – um, but they're not going to cross a picket line if one of their fellow unions doesn't agree. Um, so that means your, you know, locomotive engineers, people who repair trains, um, people who are working the signals, all of those people are not going to be working. Which essentially means trains will not run. Uh, that also means most passenger trains outside of the Northeast United States are are going to shut down as well, mm. uh, because they run on lines that are that are run by the freight rail company. Um, so it, it it would be a major, uh, you know, inconvenience. Uh, at minimum, and potentially a, you know, a pretty serious situation. Um, and on the economic side, the estimates are that it would cost billions of dollars per day um, if our freight rail network is shut down.
2: Yeah. And that is one of those things that I think very few Americans think about very much anymore is how much still moves on those <laughs> on those rail lines that is absolutely critical uh, to the country. Uh, and so as you as you look at it, Alex, uh, let's kind of go down the two paths. What uh, what is the uh, prospect? What are the what is the outlook when it comes to just some of those straight up negotiations and uh, changing some of those uh, minds in terms of uh, of those uh, particular uh, groups?
1: Yeah, so of course negotiations could continue, um, and a deal could be struck. Uh, the the railroads themselves have been pretty adamant that the September uh, deal, which did include some changes to time off policies, which was actually the probably biggest issue for rank and file rail workers. It wasn't so much how much money they paid; it was more uh, the amount of time that they would have off. And you know that's really what the, what the issue is here. And so if we go back to it. Um, there's not going to be an agreement, and we're going to kind of go back to square one unless uh, Congress gets involved and essentially uses you know the force of law um, to to write a deal into law and force both sides to accept It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison
2: then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought I'm going to die today.
1: I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.
2: All right, let's let's break that down just a little bit in terms of what that process might look like. We know Congress has a very full plate between now and the middle of December uh, in terms of a few... I don't know little things like funding the government and so on but uh, they have a fairly full legislative plate what could that look like uh, in terms of legislative action
1: Yeah so in terms of what it may look like Democrats especially have been very hesitant to to want to show any you know ability to get involved they they would rather not get involved uh, at all and Republicans also would prefer not to get involved although Republicans have been a little bit more clear that they would prefer to see Um, a presidential review board that over the summer came up with a list of recommendations as both sides were negotiating, basically taking those recommendations and putting them into law. Um, That's something that the railroads would find acceptable. It's something unions uh, would not find acceptable. Uh, The challenge though, with, with that dynamic is, you know, at least until January, Republicans don't control either um, side of Congress. And so, you know, any kind of deal that would come through legislation in, in December would likely be negotiated by Democrats since they still control the House and Senate. Um, and, you know, that's kind of where, where it all lies right now. Um, Democrats really don't want to tip their hand because they don't want to be seen as trying to influence ongoing negotiations before a strike happens.
2: And uh, what does President Biden do in all of this? Obviously, he was uh, touting the the deal and getting things done in, uh, back in September. You had talked about this commission that I think both sides – uh, say, OK, there's some good things in there that we can work with. What, what does the president do? Where's the president's best leverage? Does the president lay low on this part or does this is this another opportunity for the president to step in uh, and help actually get to a resolution?
1: Yeah, I mean, this is something at least as of today, we haven't heard anything directly from the president. And the White House more generally isn't saying much either um, other than saying we would prefer both sides to, to come to some kind of a consensus and agreement. Uh, you know, if you talk to Republicans, they say, hey, look, like, you know, President Biden says he's a union, you know, union president and he and he represents unions and he has good relationships with them. It's time to use those relationships to, you know, come and, and get an outcome that that both sides find acceptable. Um, since, you know, everyone is, is, is not does not want to see our freight rail network shut down. Um, so, so Republicans are, are, you know, putting that back on Biden a bit. to say, hey, look, you know, you were elected with union support. You say you have these good relationships, use those relationships um, to get a deal done. The problem is he did that back in September. He got the union leaders on board. But as you know how unions work, it's not the you know leaders that ultimately make the decision. It's the membership. And there's definitely a bit of a disconnect here between some of the union uh, leaders and their membership when it came to uh,
2: this deal. Yeah, And then finally, Alex, uh, as you look at this, uh, both from the standpoint of, uh, some of those those little things, those nuanced things that might either indicate that, uh, OK, we're going to keep the, the trains running on time uh, or some of those little things that might be an indicator that uh, this thing may go off the rails. What are you looking for?
1: Yeah, so it's it's going to come up pretty fast after Thanksgiving where and this happened back in September when we were just a couple of days away from a strike. Um, companies will start taking. Uh, shipments of chemicals, for example, off of the rails days ahead of a potential strike. Mm. Um, That's a safety thing. You know, you can't have rail cars that can't move with with chemicals that otherwise would be dangerous or, you know, potentially flammable or or even worse. Um, So you're you're going to start seeing things probably around December 1st or so um, if there's not an agreement announced. Uh, And that's similar to what we saw last time. Um, And you're also going to see um, commuter rail uh, services around the country, passenger rail services around the country, Uh, probably try to warn passengers for a few days. And then if we really get up to that deadline within 48 or less hours, we're going to start seeing, you know, trains actually being canceled and and passengers being forced to try and find another way to get around.
2: Uh, We will keep our eyes on all of that. Alex Doherty's a reporter for political. Great insight on this. This is one that not a lot of us have been paying attention to, uh, but it could impact all of us in a really significant way. Alex, thanks for joining us today. Great perspective. Thank you. All right, uh, very important stuff when it comes to rail uh, and I hope it doesn't go off the rails. I hope we can get to some resolutions on that. It'd be fascinating to see what the President does, what the Congress does, what the unions do, what the businesses do. Uh, much more to come on that. We'll step aside for one last commercial break. Final thoughts coming up on inside sources on KSL News radio. Stick around.
0: I'm Dave Colley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold.